episode two of Staff Chat. So we're diving into the Blue Parakeet again today, uh, chapters three and four. And so just to give you a little context, we're in Steve's office and we have Amanda, Katie, uh, myself, Steve, and Hunter. And a box of donuts. And a box of donuts and lots of coffee. Because it's early. This is way earlier than Which we normally do. Which Katie <laughs> spilled all over Hunter's Blue Parakeet book. And so here we are. Well... Four of us are reading the blue parakeet, and Hunter's reading a the stained <laughs> coffee-stained parakeet. That's right. That's right. So uh, chapters three and four start part one of, of what actually begins in the book called uh, Story, what is, what is the Bible? And so we really start getting into the meat of where he's challenging the way that, um, that we're reading the Bible. And chapter, chapter three really is... <clears throat> Taking a look, what does he call them? He had the five different examples. Do y'all remember? I'm, I'm thumbing through here. Shortcuts. Five different shortcuts that we use when we're reading the Bible to kind of get to where we want to be. So um, let's just dive right into it. Yeah, uh, let's dive right in. What, what kind I, of stuff stood out? I've got a question. Okay, I've got an answer. Did anybody know what a magic eye book was? Of no, see, I didn't know. I didn't, I didn't either. either. I asked Emily because Emily knows everything, and she didn't know either. She didn't. None of them? How do you know? You don't remember? I'm a '90s kid, I guess. Oh, uh, I am too. I'm a '60s kid, so okay. I got the gist when he was describing it in the yeah. book, talking about making yeah. it like you look at it and it makes a 2D image look 3D, and I'm like, oh, okay, we yeah. could have just said that. But he calls it a magic eye book. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't They're like the posters that were. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, and another thing. And this is probably uh, Dr. Hunter Thrasher. You learned this in psychology about ink blots. Yeah, yeah. Oh, of course you did. Yeah, I, mean, I had no idea. A little bit, a little bit. Do you know what an ink blot looks yeah, like? Yeah, to yeah, me? yeah. What? It looks like a smear. Well, do you know what it's talking about? Yeah, okay. I do now that I've read this book. Yeah, the ink blot test. It was really big in kind of the early psychology, like post post Freud stuff, but they've moved away from it now. We should do that next podcast. Ink blots? How do you... Probably not. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, we I think you'd really probably reveal some right. things about yourself that you don't want to be revealing to everybody. <laughs> <Yeah. clears throat> um, but what stood out to you guys the most for the uh, in this these first or in these chapters three and four? As a lifelong fan of C.S. Lewis and the Chronicles of Darnia, I loved his reference early on um, about the Voyage of the Dawn Treader and looking at the picture. And I don't know if you've, I have, I clearly haven't read the book, but I've seen the movie. Yeah. And uh, it, it talks about, you know, seeing two-dimensional things in 3D. I mean, that's what we're trying to do when we read God's Word is to really unpack like the deeper layers and the deeper meanings of what's going on. But in the movie, if you've seen it, um, there's these kids and they're looking at this picture and one of them's like, you know, it looks like the the, the water's actually moving. Well, then it turns to this uh, situation where they, they're getting taken back to Narnia. So they become a part of the sto- picture, yeah. part yeah. of the story. Yep, yeah. yep, yep. Yeah. Well, that to me relates to um, when I was taught to read the Bible, we prayed before we read the Bible that the Holy Spirit would speak to us and it would come alive to us. And that's mm. that's what I thought of when I was yeah. reading this. I was like, oh, yeah, I need to start doing that again. Yeah, so <laughs> this was something, this is something that I've, I've, Recommended to a few people who who may say something like um, to me. I'm thinking of a couple in 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 uh, in general, but um, who may say, "Man, I just can't read the Bible because it just I feel like I'm slogging through it. Like 
And to me, that is a red flag for they're trying to take one of these shortcuts. They're looking, mm-hmm. they're trying to get a morsel out of it or they're trying to read it like a law book. But what I love, and the Old Testament is a little bit better about this than the New Testament, is that if you, you can just about open the Old Testament anywhere and get lost in a really good story. Mm-hmm. Um, and whether it's that, um, you know, whether it's a horror story, like if you're looking at something like that, or, or a, a, a super drama, and it's, it's so refreshing sometimes just to go, like instead of trying to read the Bible for something that, what can I get out of it, to read, okay, let me just read a good story that has a point, like what is God doing in this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's good. And too, when I when I was doing youth, you know, and and he kind of he speaks to this from both sides, but I would encourage what, what I try to do when I'm reading is put myself in the story. It, it, it's you know, who am I? Either who am I in the story, or if I'm actually there, what what would my role be in that? But and. One of the things that he, he talked about is in everything that you're reading, we have to keep it in perspective of the big story, the yeah. overall story. Yeah. And I think so often, and, and and you know what? I think we kind of train our kids to do that when they're little because we just teach them Bible stories. Yeah. And, you know, here's a story about David. Here, you know, here's a story about Jonah. But here's the big story. Here's how all that ties into mm-hmm. the story of God. So, um, you made me think about this, and I should have thought about this last night, but when you're saying to put yourself in the story, so that is actually a, um, and this is getting deep into it, but that can be a spiritual practice, a, a devotional practice. Um, so, St. Ignatius of Loyola um, was one of these super spiritual things through the Catholic Church, and he came up with this these spiritual disciplines, and one of them is to, whenever you're reading the Bible, let's just say you're going, uh, you're looking at a Bible story, read it like three or four times, like really get familiar with that story, um, especially if it's one with Jesus and the disciples, and then take some time and kind of close your eyes and in meditation, like put yourself in there. How would I respond to this? What What is Jesus trying to say to me through this story? Like, especially if it's a New Testament, something like like so, so that's something that's not foreign to the church, and something that I think can be really beneficial if somebody is to take, like just to take some time, um, once a week or something, and and use that as a, like a devotional practice. That that's really cool. I'm sure nobody remembers this, but I did a, a sermon one time, and I had the uh, Dr. Seuss book. Uh, I think it's called My Book About Me. Yeah. And yeah. you know, I'm just talking about. I had my Bible up there, and of course, a Dr. Seuss book's a little hardback book. And I kind of went through it, you know, the my book about me, and you know, just told some fun thing, funny things about me. But I was talking about how, you know, I was trying to stick my Bible inside that Dr. Seuss book, and it wouldn't fit. It was like, you know, I'm trying, I'm trying to, you know, make God's story a chapter of my story. And it just wouldn't fit, but I could take that book about me and it would fit perfectly in my Bible. And, you know, it, that, you know, my story is just really a chapter of God's story. Um, I think that was be. the, uh, this may be a tidbit, that was, a, that was the sermon that you accepted the call to be the senior pastor here. 
it was either that day or the, right after. Yeah. It was. I think it was right that day. I, I, yeah. I remember that. Yep. yep. Oh, wow. <clears throat> so somebody did remember it. Huh? Oh, <laughs> there. I felt a little um, guilty reading all these shortcuts because I could find myself in oh, different parts of my life or different times in my life read the Bible like man that one line that says we've learned the Cliff Notes version of the Bible we've developed a shortcut to grace I'm mm. like how that hurts and then he was talking about the morsel mm-hmm. was that in yeah, chapter 3 mm-hmm. you know and I got thinking about it and, and this is you know I'm, I'm not saying this is a bad bad thing at all something is better than nothing but yeah. I, I think, you know, we, we're so busy, and I catch myself doing this on the, the um, version app. You know, they have a verse of the day, and somebody reads it and talks about it, and then there's a really short devotion and, you know, uh, some, some things. How will you respond to this today? And, and it's all good, and I, quite often I look at it, you know, most every day. But I thought, you know, that's, that's what we're doing. We're taking a, a morsel a day. Um, and it's nearly always something encouraging, which is not bad, but the Bible is not just about encouraging us and blessing us. It's yeah. about challenging us, working in us. Um, well, and it seems good. Like, it seems like a good thing to do. Okay, I'm going to take this verse, and one thing I think of is Jeremiah 29, 11. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I'm going to take this verse, and I'm going to really let it encourage me. Like, it seems like a good practice, but what you're actually doing is you're removing all the context of it and you're saying, okay, this applies to me, which Jeremiah 29-11 does not apply to us. It applies to the people that Jeremiah was speaking to, the Israelites that were in captivity. Um, so it seems like a good thing, and it could be, but it can it can be super detrimental to what God's trying to tell us. But Katie, Daniel, what y'all have? Even like so on page 46, he talks about that there's, you know, you have that verse of the day and it's all about, uh, promises and love and faithfulness, power, patience, all these other things. And it's like you begin to, to live this life where you're holding on to these things. And he says uh, on 47, he said, uh, everything is good and wonderful and light and great and you're optimistic and upbeat until. And I just kind of mm-hmm. circled until, mm-hmm. until mm-hmm. life happens. Mm-hmm. And then you're going, well, where's this God that promised all these things? Where's this God of, of love? And that's what I think I kind of have a better understanding of love um, when Cooper was born. And just, you know, even though, like, I I love him and I love our little can of soup, Campbell, um, but at the end of the day, like, I'm still going to discipline them. Even when they make mistakes or do things wrong, like, there still has to be a consequence. That way you learn and become better at, you know, treating your brother and sister with respect or communicating with your mom or your dad or things like that. And so there's times that, you know, as a... I think a lot of people just want to think that God's their their friend and it's just going to be there to help make sure everything goes okay. But when it doesn't go okay, that's when they really begin to question and go, wait, this this isn't right. This isn't that promise I have written on my wall. This isn't twenty nine eleven. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. You know, and so I think that's one of the things. It's we've taken these shortcuts. You know, and I even think like uh, I love looking at Instagram reels, where the big thing used to be, you know. TV shows, and then TV shows moved into YouTube stars, and now mm-hmm. YouTube stars, instead of doing these five, ten minute videos, are doing these 30 second reels, yep. you know, and it's one of those things, 
like me personally, like I still invest the same amount of time as I would in a movie or right. a YouTube video. It's just one thing to the next thing to the next thing that, that holds your attention. It's a and that's 30 what, second story. Yeah. Yep. And that's what, there's a lot of times in God's word, like to really unpack it, it takes more than 30 seconds to really, mm-hmm. to really get the full picture of the story. Mm-hmm. And so many times, you know, even in children's ministry or teen ministry, we want to, instead of kind of wallowing in the, in the muck of the story, if you will, we want just the, hey, what's the point of this? Like, just give me the point of it. And he even talks about later on, you know, uh, putting the puzzle together. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, I've got the puzzle put together. I can, you know, move on to the next thing. I've so, got it figured out. I've got it figured out. Yeah. yeah. And that's that's the thing is, I don't think we ever have God's Word figured out because at different points in life, um, a, the same scripture can speak to to you totally different mm-hmm. um, as you grow mm-hmm. up and things in your life change. That the section that you just talked about with a, the New Testament scholar wrote, the thing I highlighted was that that sort of um, study and Bible reading will lead to false security and canned joy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was good. What page was that on? 47. Yeah, that was good. Man. Kate, what? you got something? Well, just playing off what Daniel said about um, mastering the scripture. Yep. You know, it's one thing to to read it and feel like you're you know it because you've remembered every little piece mm. and puzzle you know in it. But but really, um, the, well, just on page fifty two it says, of course, I think we should read the Bible and know it. But is it the specific element of reading for mastery versus reading to be mastered mm. that grows out of this shortcut? And I just think, you know, if we put more emphasis on growing and learning from what we're reading versus just trying to... Check a box. Right. Yeah. Right. You just <clears throat> learn and, and get different perspectives and yeah. grow so much more from it. I went to a private school. And um, when I was, like, in the junior high, elementary, junior high range, and we had to read a proverb a day. So, like, you know, if it was... March 1st, you read Proverbs 1, so on and so forth. And so we got to where we were reading the Proverbs, you know, every month. Hmm. And um, <clears throat> I just remember it was just going through and I've read this, right? you know, and you just fly through it instead of, and I thought about that, it's just checking the boxes. I mean, because mm-hmm. we'd be sitting in church listening to the sermon and reading, you know, and kind mm-hmm. of take, because we had to take notes on it and everything. And it's like, okay we could be expanding so much more on this. It's, you know, it's sort of this checking the boxes type thing. So I, anyway. I, that's, that's so great. I, I think the main point that Scott McKnight's trying to make in these chapters three and four is if you're right, if you're reading the Bible as a checklist or if you're reading the Bible saying, I've got to get something out of this, like I have, this has to make a difference in my life today, then you're reading the Bible wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, instead, the whole thing is that um, the Bible is there to point us towards the story of God um, and how we can take part in that today. And one thing I thought about this, and he mentioned it uh, maybe, or maybe it was just something I thought about, was the way like our Sunday mornings, like on sermons, which every church does, like sermons are always like three points, like you know, like, and it's almost taking this verse, like, and this verse and saying, you know, and we all do it. Like Dad's making a face, like I'm making fun of him, but all pastors do it. <laughs> Like we're taking a, a passage of scripture saying, what can I get out of it? And it's, that's almost detrimental. Um, and that's almost detrimental to the way like of the whole story. But uh, again, like you 
the scripture's there to get something out of it. Like we all write sermons. Well, I'm, I'm going to defend myself. Yeah, no, no, go ahead. And I'm not, I'm not pointing because Daniel you, I made a too. Daniel made a point a few <laughs> weeks ago, not on this podcast, but for those of you that don't know us, we're a staff that is brutally honest with one another. Um, just so you know, Katie's in a bad mood today. <laughs> we we're just working through it, but but we're brutally honest with one another, and I appreciate the fact that we can be. But Daniel came in a few weeks ago, and he had his journal in his hand, and he was showing me the notes that he normally takes from my sermons because I'll put, you know, highlighted messages. Katie's giving me the stink eye right now. Uh, <laughs> the uh, But he was showing me notes he normally takes from my sermon. And then he said, there was last week. And he opens it up, and he has the passage of Scripture written down, and nothing written down. He said, you preached a sermon and had no points. (laughs) (laughs) Like, there was a point to the message. You know, like, as I'm setting up my notes, I just, I like it to go in order. And I'm waiting, and I'm... What the funny thing was, I'd already heard first service, and so I knew what was coming, and I just kept waiting. And I got done, and I thought, there's not a point one, there's not a point two. It was just, you know, unpacking the psalm and just working our way through it. No, and there's and, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, and, but, but like I said, that's not, that's not a pinpoint over uh, your sermon writing or anybody else's, because that's how you have to write a sermon. You, you, you have to have a point, otherwise we're just up there rambling. Um, but in some ways, that coming to church and hearing that every week, can you can allow it to train yourself to read the Bible that way. Mm-hmm. What's, what's the three points? Yeah, I, I know what you're saying. I'm yeah, just, yeah. I'm no, just no, no. making a point that if yeah. I if I don't if That's I don't right. have points, people don't know what to take away from it. <laughs> and so, what do you do with that? I don't know. That's right. Well, that's good stuff. Uh, let's move on to chapter four. We've spent a lot of time on chapter three. Um, what did y'all take away from from chapter four? This was, uh, and we were talking about this before the podcast, but this one was my favorite chapter of the two. Um, but I think Daniel had a different opinion. <laughs> well, I, before, I had... Hang on, before we moved into chapter four, I have yes. to say, we and I underlined and highlighted and even like marked my book on page 54. It says, one chapter Bible readers develop, one chapter Christian lives. And I'm like, yeah. mm, that did not that was me good. so hard. Yep. Yep. It... Anyway, we go ahead. No, share. that was great. And I was like, I have to. Yep, that was great. That was good that. stuff. Yeah. Well, there's so many little points in there. It's like if you read the Bible, like the one, sorry, I'm backtracking too, on the shortcut three mirrors and ink blocks, it talks about you read the Bible for what you want to see, and I just wrote out to the side of it, white Jesus, because, yeah. I mean, that's, yes. a whole no, that's a whole other comment. <laughs> yeah. Well, we are... Jesus was not Caucasian. Yeah, well, and what happens, and what? He, talks, he talks a lot about this, as instead of allowing the Bible to transform us into Christ's image, mm-hmm. we transform Christ into our image, which is, is easy to try to do. Mm-hmm. Instead of being an opportunity for redemption, the Bible becomes an opportunity for narcissism. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Chapter four, I got context is everything. Is mm. the, the gist I got. Yep. Well, something that stood out to me in four was the wiki story thing. So that's chapter. That's the. That's going to be. He's going. The whole next chapter five is all about that. But I love that. What What'd you but, like about? But it? I, what stood out to me was something I had never thought about before. And I don't know that I. I not only have I not thought about it. I don't know that I've ever read this. 
But he's talking about the story of Jesus being tempted in the wilderness. Oh, that was so good. I know. Yeah, I didn't think about it that way either. I know. And he was like, is Jesus' temptation the reliving of Adam and Eve's experience in Eden? Jesus yeah. is then cast as the second Adam, which yep. he always was in Scripture. Yep. This is page 65 for anybody that's following yeah. along. Um, Only on this time perfectly obedient, thereby the pioneer of a new Adamic Adam. I don't know, Dr. Hunter. Adamic, Adamic, Adamic line. Adam, yeah, Adamic line. I, I don't know. Or, which is more probable, is Jesus' temptation by Satan the re- reliving of Israel's wilderness testings? You know, all that. Just, I'm like, wow. Mm-hmm. That makes so much sense. And whether it's copying Adam or, or uh, you know, Israel, he's, he's saying, he's recasting the story of Jesus' at temptations as an updated version, a wiki story of what was happening there in the Old Testament. Yeah. That was good. And well, it goes on to say that, you know, the Old Testament mirrors, or the New Testament mirrors the Old Testament and yes. almost every story yeah. Yeah. you can pull out and, and find a relation to the Old Well, think about everything's in three, like, not everything, but a lot of things are in threes, you know, um, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, three. Um, there were three wise men and three shepherds, you know, that's <laughs> kind of a joke. But, like, there's a lot of truth to that because, you know, you think about Adam and Eve, that's one, Israel, two, mm-hmm. and Jesus, three. Mm-hmm. You know, that could be the, mm. hey, we're trying to give you three chances here to mm. make it right. You know, I don't know. No, that was good. And what was funny about it is that he kind of wrote it like, oh, like he almost said, oh, everybody already knows this. But, yeah. uh, and I was like, no, I don't, I, I, I don't guess I've ever looked at that story like that, that way. Maybe I'm just poorly studied on, on the Bible, but that, that was really good. Probably because you've been listening to my sermons that have no points. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so that that wiki story stuff was really good. Um, I'm I'm interested to take a deeper dive into it in the next chapter. But what mm. else? What else? Jug it. From? I think it was in. I may be reverting back to three, but um, Amanda said, you know, context is everything, and he talks about yes. the different denominations and all these reformed and stuff because they they pick and chose what they wanted to do, mm-hmm. and it just you know reminded me, you know, there's a lot of you know, foundational things that in traditions that, you know, churches have, you know, made a really, really big deal in their church and it's really out of context. When you look at the big picture and the big picture of Jesus and, and his character, some of the things that churches have, have made these cornerstones of their faith, it's like that doesn't line up with who Jesus is, mm-hmm. like at all, you know, about, you know, no, okay, so 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 let me day, let me ask you a question about that. What and he pointed out. I, I remember when I read that about the, you know, people taking the Bible and and we've created all these different denominations and certain denominations hang their hat on one thing. You know, this mm-hmm. is what separates us or makes us different. And I thought to myself right then, is that what makes our staff? so unique and we work so well together and I think we have a different view is because I mean mm-hmm. Amanda your background's a similar God mm-hmm. Katie you you were raised Methodist mm-hmm. I was raised Free Will Baptist now, Daniel and Hunter were both raised in the Nazarene Church but I think we because we all were brought up different ways with different emphasis on things 
I, I think we as a staff, it makes us whole. It makes us, we, we look at everything from a bigger picture. Yeah. Uh, from That's a. Good from you know yep. this standpoint so well we can we can we kind of learn we've learned working together how to empathize i don't even know if that's yeah. a, with other 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 views of the bible other other things that other thing are, people are emphasizing um i i read something yesterday it may have been a, a blog post or something but it said that sometimes some people read the bible from a social justice perspective and others read the bible from a salvation perspective and um, and they that neither one of them say no. It's not about salvation or it's not about social justice. But they emphasize one of those things over the other, um, and that's just the emphasis that we put based on honestly whether we we're reading Jesus or Paul. If it, it is what it comes down to, which he had some interesting stuff to say about Paul. Yeah, um, yeah. At the very end of that chapter, he says none of the wiki stories is final. None of them is comprehensive. Yes. None of them is absolute. None of them is exhaustive. And I just love that because that's what's amazing about the Bible. Yes. You know, it's not exhaustive. It doesn't run out. You, there's no end point, you know. Well, and he even said, uh, here on page 63, I had this underlined, no single story, not even Jesus' story, can tell the whole story of God. Right. It has to be taken within all of those other things. All happen. the other writers, them all. Yep. all the different perspectives. Yep. And that makes it so much more fuller and richer, yes. whatever you can can pull from each one of those perspectives, just like us. We yep. pull from each other as a staff, and you know, we come up with new ideas yeah. and, means and ways and he, to deal with things. He keeps going back, you know, he spoke in Moses' days and Moses' ways, Micah's days and Micah's ways. He keeps going back to that over and over and over, and so that's just one of those things yeah. like, how is he speaking in for us today in our way, you know, yeah. like that's, He's I think He's still that, moving. Yeah. The story's yeah. still going on. Well, and one, and one of the things too is, you know, books like this, who, who, I mean, you can trust the author, <laughs> but it, it creates you to think about things you've never thought about before, and that continues to allow this word, this story to continue and to grow in your life and to shape you and form you. I will never forget, um, I went to the board, it was pretty soon after I became senior pastor. For those of you listening, I was... I may have said this last week, but I was youth pastor here for how many years? Well, like Steve 40. will tell you that he's been in ministry for 40 years, and he went worked at Axiom for 40 years, but that makes him 80, and he's only 55. So Steve was youth pastor here for 15 years, yes. and now he's been the senior pastor here for 11 years. Yes. So, so anyway, I forgot what I was going to say. You were talking about you went into the board, the board meeting. meeting. And oh, you were, I went into the board meeting. It I was I, I, I was early on. And I went in and I said, will you, uh, I asked the board to approve that um, any staff member could uh, buy a book uh, and the church cover it, I think $30 a month, is that? Is that it was a book a, or a subscription, anything a just subscription, like, a, yeah. like for commentaries or anything yeah. to, to help us, you know, dig into God's word deeper. Yeah, and so I said, you know, can, can we reimburse them $30 a month for any books, you know, and there was somebody on the board who's not on the board anymore, and I assure you is not listening to this podcast, <laughs> and he, he said, as sincere as he could, why do they need anything except the Bible? <laughs> and I wasn't real sure even what how to respond to that, yeah. you know. But uh, 
I think it's beneficial. I think it's one of those I, w- I was thinking, like, do you know everything that's going on in here? Because yeah. I sure don't. And, like, I mean, at least two of us in this room went to college to learn this. And yeah. I, I still don't have a clue. You know? Well, and, and, you know, the let's let's not forget, and he talks about this a little bit, I think, in Chapter 4, but the, the way the Bible has been translated makes it hard to read. Yes. Like, he talked about yes. the verses and chapters. And so that was very interesting. Yeah, we we have done no favors for ourselves. I mean, we have in translating it to English. Obviously, that was a huge favor. But <laughs> but the verses and the chapters it makes it difficult to read it as a story. It's it's hard to get past that hump of okay, I'm tra- turning to John chapter four verses you know fifteen and sixteen, um, and it makes it easy to pull those verses out. Say. It makes it easy to yeah. 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 only reference that. Yeah. Well, but, how, Jeremiah twenty nine and eleven is a perfect, perfect example. Yeah. You know, yeah. for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. And it's that's like, right. oh man, that's so great. Well, what's what's in the context of that? Well, that was written for graduates. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was on every graduation card I ever got. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, we are buttoning up against the thirty minute mark. We're going a little longer than than we usually will, maybe. But um, or maybe not. Maybe we'll do an hour one of these one time. But what's some uh, what's some final thoughts? Uh, just final thoughts, wrapping everything up. Um, I know I, I really um, resonated with what he was saying about Paul. He said, I really didn't like Paul for a while. I'm in a se- I've been in a season over the last few years where I'm like, I'm really looking at the teachings of Paul compared to what the teachings of Jesus. And I'm like, I don't know about this, this whole, like Paul seems to have this different outlook. But what he said, as it's just a part, it's a chapter, it's a continuation of Jesus' story, really made it um, more valuable to me, I think. Yeah, and something I'd never uh, he pointed out too that I'd never thought about either was John never referred to the kingdom of God. John he he always called it eternal life. I don't, I don't want to get too into the weeds, but John is written differently than Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and mm-hmm. it's really interesting to see the things that the author of John did and the things that they chose to write about and the things that they chose to not write about and what the emphasis yeah we could talk that's a whole other podcast yeah but super interesting for sure maybe that's our next next pod maybe Maybe. yeah it's yeah yeah Yeah. well Katie has like a whole uh, documentary written on one of these blank pages in this book and a lot (laughs) I write a lot but then I can't convey it so much whenever I speak but I did like at the end he also says um, if we remember that Anything that we're reading here, it tells a true story. Mm. So regardless of how you feel, if, how, if it frustrates you or challenges mm. you, just remembering oh, that it's yeah. true mm. is so comforting. And, and, you know, again, just lets you see a new perspective. Well, even back in chapter 3, uh, one of the most important things about the Bible is that it tells, and I circled, realistic truth. It tells realistic mm. truth. Mm. You know, I don't, that's, that's, that's one of those things like at the end of the day, and this we can... I guess I'm going to close with this, but at the end of the day, I, I truly believe that each and every one of us listening and here in the room, we're going to stand before you know Christ and answer for our life here on earth. And I think that um, you know there'll be times that you know Jesus is going to look at you and go, "Hey, you know Daniel, you did really good. This is awesome. You know you did this little staff chat thing. That was cool. You read some books. Awesome." Uh, but what about this one area? And I think, you know, there's times where I have to, to check myself and say that, like, I would tell Jesus, hey, Jesus, well, I believe and fill in the blank about whatever it is, mm. whatever I believe. 
And he's going to go, hey, man, that's great. Free will, that's up to you. But he's going to be holding the Bible and go, yeah, but you had the truth, the realistic truth. And what you believe doesn't line up with that. So yeah. that's just something I have to often check myself on is yeah. this may be a social norm or this may be what's popular. But is it does it line up with God's word? Yeah. So. And, you, I, and I, I think he's going to say, you had the truth. What would you do with it? Yeah. What would you, 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 you do did with you it? Did you pick and choose? Did you skip that yeah. part? You were, you, were you a continuation of the, st- of the story that I was trying to tell? Yeah. That's good. Mm. Yeah. Well, any, any other thoughts? Anything else that we want to throw, throw in there? Oh, I could throw a lot, but yeah. All right, so uh, the uh, <laughs> yeah, so the assigned reading. I was gonna do two chapters. Well, wait a minute. Can, can we just skip over the fact that we did one of the most awesome things we've ever done as a church last night? Last night, yeah. we should probably mean, talk about it. This is going on the record. So yeah. we had a, an organization come in called Pack Shack, and we packed fifteen thousand meals huh? for our local sixteen thousand. Yep. <laughs> yeah, you know, we, could, we should have done a few more or a few less, but um, came in packed, and it was a really, really awesome experience, and it, it was a, a great thing for our church, and everybody really enjoyed it. The sad part is I've been trying to get Steve to do this for about 10 years yeah. now, so yes. I'm glad that it's on the record, and and you just said we how awesome it was. Yeah, yeah. We, had, we had over 80 people come last night, yeah. and packed 16,000 meals, and it was just a really good time. I mm-hmm. uh, was really impressed with that, and we're delivering those today. Yeah, yeah. So, the yeah. Wednesday before school started had a good turnout, so yep. I'll take that. Yep. Awesome. awesome. So a signed reading for next week. Uh, we were going to do two chapters a week, but since this is broken up into three chapter sections, let's just do one chapter. So we'll finish up chapter five, and we'll finish up this first section, um, and then we'll do it again next week. All right. Sounds good. Yep. So we'll sign off, everybody. Y'all have a great week. Bye. Bye.